the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRochstra. President Trump is hailing the Supreme Court's ruling, clearing the way for him to tap billions of dollars in Pentagon funds to build sections of a border wall with Mexico. Wow, big victory on the wall. That was President Trump's reaction to the Supreme Court's 5-4 decision lifting a freeze on $2.5 billion in Defense Department money that he wants to use to replace existing sections of a barrier along the border in California, Arizona, and New Mexico. In a tweet, Trump calls it a big win for border security and the rule of law. But House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says the court's decision undermines the Constitution and the law. And she accuses the president of undermining military readiness to waste billions on an ineffective wall that Congress has repeatedly refused to fund. Ben Thomas, Washington. More protests in Hong Kong as they continue about the extradition rule. This is SRN News. Larry Elder wants to know where we are. There's a poll in Rasmussen, poll of Democrats. Is it racist for a white politician to criticize the political views of a politician of color? Doesn't say what the criticism is. Whether the criticism is warranted. What prompted the criticism. Doesn't matter. 32% of Democrats said yes. Where are we? The Larry Elder Show. Afternoons at 5 on AM 1280. The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. AM 1280. The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. Hour 2 of your Northern Alliance Radio Network headliner Mitch Berg is right around the corner, and so is the new school year, so it's time to start exploring better and brighter options for your child. See all of our partner schools at TwinCitiesTuitions.com and learn how we'll save you half off your first year of tuition. Here's your Twin Cities forecast from the Great Plains Windows and Doors Weather Center. Sunny, high of 85. Tonight, mostly clear, a low of 66. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and world. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the shining spot of red in the sea of dingy, dismal, institutional blue. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, the Patriot, broadcasting from the heart of the liberal beast and yet giving worse than we get every weekend for the past 15 and one third years. We're just going to keep on doing it until we inevitably finally do win this puppy. Anyway... The battle over Second Amendment rights is being fought out nationwide, even in safe states in some cases here. But uh, this is obviously the the most difficult battle every every session. Take every session, every state in the union takes place in the swing states. And with us 
to discuss the battle over this past year in Virginia and what that may mean for us here in Minnesota. Uh, from the uh, Virginia uh, Citizens Defense League, Philip Van Cleve joins us. Uh, Philip, you're the president of the, of the VCDL. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, yeah. Glad, glad to be on, Mitch. What, uh, what kind of uh, mess are we all headed for? You know, I, 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 I'm concerned, but uh, you know, I also see some bright spots out there. There are some bright spots, and in fact, we're here to talk about a couple of them, both there and and here potentially as well, here in Minnesota, uh, Phil. But uh, let's first of all, one of the reasons I wanted to make sure we talked is because there are a lot of similarities between Virginia and Minnesota. They're both states with with hard red out uh, rural areas and, and exurban areas. And deep, deep blue uh, urban cores, especially uh, close to Washington, D.C., in the case of, uh, of Virginia. And that has affected the gun debate in recent years. I mean, Virginia used to, you know, the home of the National Rifle Association, used to be a fairly solid, safe place for the Second Amendment supporter. Uh, things have changed in Virginia in recent years, have they not, uh, Phil Van Cleef? Yeah, they have. Uh, and uh, part of that is the government's continued to grow. When I first moved here in the in 1980 and, and through the 80s and into the early 90s and stuff, like traffic wasn't that big of a deal. And now, I mean, all the way down to Fredericksburg, so yeah, but that's, the people working for the government, is, the monsters continue to grow and grow and grow. And with it, it's bringing people who have grown up where guns are something you don't much talk about, not many people have them, so they expect uh, that Virginia is going to be like that. And that's there There comes the battle. And as you said, uh, we've got the bright uh, red or strong pro-gun areas in the country, and, and the urban areas are just the opposite. Yeah. Now, you had a similar situation as well uh, in, in many respects over this last legislative session in Virginia. In, in, here in Minnesota, we have a Democrat governor uh, who re- repudiated the—he he formerly A-rated a National Rifle Association legislator after f- five terms, I believe, in Congress, uh, repudiated the NRA and uh, basically ran to the hard left to get the progressive vote, which you have to do to get nominated for governor here in Minnesota. And uh, he led a midterm charge that also resulted in the taking over the Minnesota House by the DFL, which is led by the urban metrocrats, as we call them, which will not be unfamiliar to you, uh, Phil. Uh, the, the Senate remains in GOP hands, and, and there is actually a bipartisan majority of Second Amendment supporters in both chambers, including some outstate Democrats. So we hold the line here. What is the electoral situation in Virginia facing the VCDL, uh, VCDL these days? Well, we have elections in November, all 140 seats in the House of Delegates and the Senate in, in Virginia are all up for grabs. And uh, right now, the Republicans hold a very slim majority, literally, uh, you know, uh, one or two votes in the House. Right now, actually, it's, uh, I think, yeah, it's like two votes in the House and then one vote in the Senate. So there isn't much room for error right now. But we do have elections coming up. Um, the last elections were a big sweep for Democrats. We believe it was some kind of a pushback against Donald Trump being president. Now, part of the problem is you've got a lot of people in Northern Virginia, as I said, that work for the government. So they were fearing that their jobs would be in jeopardy, I think. And so they, a lot of them voted Democrat just to think of, you know, holding on to their jobs. It turned out that was not really a big 
a big issue, but that's what they did. And um, so we're we're hoping that uh, things will turn around if, if uh, gun arms get off their tails and make sure and get to the polls in November. Absolutely. Now let's let's talk. I want to come back and talk about uh, the electoral outlook a little later on in the interview here. But uh, just briefly before we talk a little recent recent history, Phil Van Cleef, but uh, tell me a little bit about the the coalitions that the Virginia Citizens Defense League has had to build uh, to defend gun rights in Virginia. Here in Minnesota, it's it's rural Republicans, uh, suburban Republicans, and a lot of suburban excuse me uh, rural. Democrats, especially up uh, in the far north along the Iron Range, where you have the the ever popular uh, pro life, pro assault rifle uh, assault rifle wing of the Democratic Party up in the Iron Range, uh, and that's the coalition that has sort of held the line on sanity over the last uh, few years here in Minnesota. W- what is the the makeup of the gun rights movement in Virginia these days? Well, it's it is uh, mostly uh, Republican. Uh, it didn't used to be that way. But what we do is we, after every General Assembly session, we rate the votes of everybody in there, all 140 of them get their votes rated, because we keep track of all of that stuff. And uh, the last couple of years, especially this year, you could draw a line right through the difference. The red were all at the top, and the voting, you know, the way we want, at the bottom were all the blue, voting wrong. And the best Democrat was worse than the worst Republican. Wow. You can literally draw a line of whoop, everything above that line is red, and everything below that line is blue. No no mixture in between. It used to be mixture. You had some really good pro-gun Democrats. Um, but even those, it used to be that way. It all, I think they're all frightened. I think basically, you know, uh, if they don't, if they don't uh, move uh, far left, uh, then they're going to get primary. And so we're seeing people that really understood this before now suddenly going brain dead. Um, and uh, it's uh, it's a sad sight to see. Why should the two parties be battling over, you know, one of them wants to destroy a basic civil right, and the other one's trying to preserve it. Of course, historically, if you look at this, uh, I guess they're, they're sticking to the way it all started in the beginning. It was actually the Democrat Party. It was the party of the Ku Klux Klan that didn't want the, the, the slaves freed and all that stuff and wanted gun control. And now we're back again to that same party <laughs> wanting gun control, which, by the way, uh, hits hardest on minorities. They're going to be more affected than anything. And our governor had a blackface uh, scandal. Uh, said, oh, I need to reach out to the to the black community to kind of make this up. So what does he do? He pushes gun control, which is the very thing Ku Klux Klan was was pushing. All I, I can do is shake my head. Ironic, know? isn't it? Stupid. That's right. I don't want to come back to that because actually there's been some observations about how women and minorities are the fastest growing communities in in the the the, the gun owning community and and as well as the Second Amendment movement. We'll we'll come back to that because I want to I want to talk about the the legislative situation that you and the VCDL and uh, law-abiding gun owners faced in Virginia as we came out of the midterm, similar to the one we faced here in Minnesota. Uh, Ralph Northam, obviously far to the left uh, and of, of mainstream uh, Virginians, uh, perhaps should thank his lucky stars and the media uh, that he's in office at all after the, the aforementioned blackface scandal. But uh, he, he drew a certain amount of tension away from his past by going big on guns. Tell us a little bit about the legislative situation you faced in Virginia during this last session. Yeah, well, we yeah we had a special session that was called. What we had was we had a massacre in a gun-free zone that was a government building in Virginia Beach. And, uh, and an employee came in 
and none of his other fellow employees were allowed to have guns. He ignored that fact and walked in and proceeded to kill 12 of them and wound a bunch of others uh, severely. Um, Wait, back up. uh, A gun-free zone was the site of a mass shooting? Mind blown. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Carry on, Phil. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a welcome sign for mass murderers. Again, freeze out. Whoa, that's where we want to go. Precisely. Yeah, so all these people were killed uh, needlessly. One of them had a a foreboding. She she had a bad feeling about this guy and another guy they just let loose, and she wanted to bring a gun to work, which wouldn't have been illegal under Virginia law, but it would have got her fired and then tried to get another job because you were fired for bringing a gun to work, if if you get my drift. Yeah. That's how they enforce it. Nobody there was too frightened to, to, to break that rule. And so she left the gun at home, and that was the day she got killed. And the, and, massacre, uh, the massacre happened, and Northam, being a good progressive, never wastes a crisis. So where, where did it yeah. go from there? He'd been hiding for five months uh, after the blackface scandal, and this woman finally pops up and goes, well, now we've turned the page on that other thing. Now, I didn't think we turned the page, but he claimed we did, and now he was on to being governor again, and and so he called a special session of the General Assembly to to discuss and push for gun control. And he listed about 10 things he wanted. Oh, you name it, uh, one gun a month, uh, assault weapon ban, high, higher capacity magazine bans, blah, 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 blah. Not a single one, according to the chief of police, us, and even the governor ultimately would have made any difference in what happened in Virginia Beach. None of it. But yet he's pushing. We've got an emergency session. We've got to get this stuff in. Now, this was clearly to get the heat off him and the blackface thing. So the Republicans, uh, uh, you know, we really pounded hard on this to protect to protect our rights. We had a big lobby day. Uh, 800 or so people were down there. And just a rally, not to mention flooding the building, you know, during uh, lobbying. And um, the Republicans took everything and bundled it up and sent it off to something called the Crime Commission for further study. And then they were going to come back after the elections in, in mid-November. So we're we're going to be at the Crime Commission, uh, make sure they get our input, and then we'll probably have to be prepared for what might happen in November. I'm thinking they'll push it off to January when the normal session starts with a new legislature. And in between is the all-critical elections. Absolutely. Everything. And I want to come back to the elections in just a moment here. By the way, uh, we, we're coming up on a break. Can we keep you for another segment, uh, Buddy Chance, uh, Phil Van Cleef? Oh, sure. Yeah. Excellent. Yes, sir. Let's do it. So, so the special session made uh, all sorts of national headlines uh, with uh, some back and forth between the Republicans and the governor and, and the Democrats pushing the gun control legislation. Uh, what was the VCDL's uh, take on on the on this? The, which was all procedural shenanigans in the in the uh, in the state assembly. Yeah, well, again, we uh, we felt the whole thing was a farce. It was again, uh, we, you know, they were using gu- this issue on guns to, to take away the heat from the governor. They didn't want to lose the governor because if they lost the governor, and the other two top, uh, the attorney general, lieutenant governor, also had scandals. If they lost all three, heaven forbid, the Speaker of the House, who's a, Democrat, a Republican, would become governor. So they decided to rally around the, the ragtag team they've got at the top and hang on to them. <laughs> well, I'd like to come back and talk about the all-important election in just a moment when we return. Uh, we're talking with Philip Van Cleve uh, uh, right now uh, from the Virginia Citizens Defense League, uh, the, the major gun uh, rights organization in the state of Virginia. Uh, I would like to have your comments and uh, qu- calls as well if you have questions for Phil Van Cleef. 651 651- 
651-289-4488, the number to call, 651-289-4488. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back with Phil Van Cleef and your calls. Don't go anywhere. Laws have guns, and you can't walk the streets feeling safe anymore. Oh, the thieves are parole, and the cops are... Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real natural hair back permanently. They're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts SAVE22 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. You wash it. You cut it. It's your own real, naturally growing hair. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text SAVE22 to 85850. That's S-A-V-E-22 to 85850. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad... You will receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, EVRcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Hello, I'm Mark Stoneman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. WNAV Audiovisual provides equipment and technicians for events of all sizes, from a handful of people to large ballrooms and convention centers as well. We also provide installation services for churches, schools, and corporations. No matter how many people are at your event, WNAV has the technicians and expertise along with the equipment to make each event successful. Audiovisual services include equipment such as sound systems, microphones, projection systems with screens, laptops, draping, lighting, and all the related equipment, and also web streaming services. So your meeting can go beyond the four walls of your space. WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business. Please contact us at wnav-video.com. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. Or you can join me on Twitter at hashtag Narn Show. That's N A R N Show. If you prefer to just write and not talk, well, operators are standing by. Either way, we're we're there for you. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. 
My name is Mitch Berg. My blog is shotinthedark.info. And my guest this segment from the Virginia Citizens Defense League, Philip Van Cleve, president of the league, which is analogous to uh, groups like the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus and uh, GOKRA here in the state of Minnesota. Uh, give us, by the way, just give us a little idea about the history of, uh, of the Virginia Citizens Defense League, how many people you got, how long you've been around, and uh, the, 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 uh, the achievements the group has had. Okay, uh, well, we've got uh, over 7,000 paying members and 30,000 that are on email, free email alert system we have. So that's how we coordinate people. Everybody knows what's going on with guns in Virginia. Um, and uh, we were formed in late 1994, uh, just before the General Assembly of 1995. Back then, Virginia was a May issue state. You had to beg the government to give you a concealed carry permit. However, you could open carry without anything, but very few people even knew they had that option. So, uh, And it was so totally up to a judge. He could turn you down. Some judges turned down women, some turned down men, some turned down everybody, some gave it to anybody that asked. We got together and said, no, you know, it's bad enough we have to ask for the, you know, to have the concealed carry, considering the Second Amendment's out there. So it should at least be equitable. We should all be able to get it unless the government can show that we're not allowed. And we got that law changed in 1995, right out of the box, first thing we did. Um, and that, and some of our other big victories in 2004, we got rid of all local gun control. We still had some out there, and this wiped it all out so that if you know state law now, you're a good state uh, wherever you go, so we've got equal laws across the Commonwealth. And uh, there have been a lot of other battles in courts and other, other uh, legislation that we've uh, uh, fought for and won over the years. I remember I was I was just starting to get involved in the issue in 1995 when you guys passed shall 1994 1995 when you all passed shall issue, and I thought man if it can, if it can happen there we could maybe do it here in Minnesota. It took us seven more years to do, nine eight nine more years to do it, but uh, we pulled it off here as well. Uh, so uh, absolutely, so long history with the VCDL. I remember when I was first getting involved in the issue, reading about the VCDL on this this newfangled thing called the internet. I was just starting to get associated mm-hmm. with. Back then, uh, so let's let's talk a little bit about uh, you. You mentioned in the first segment the all important election coming up here. Uh, give us a little handicapping and a rundown of of where you think you set uh, when it comes to the election coming up uh, next year. Well, uh, we you know I, I'm cautiously optimistic that if gun owners come out and do their part, um, the uh, the Republicans, uh, the program Republicans, are going to hold on to the House and the Senate. Right now, they control both. We've got at least another two years or so with the current governor. So not much positive is going to get done because he loves to veto everything that goes on his desk. He's got guns in it. That's going to be gun control. That's why we cannot afford to let anything slip out. We don't have uh, somebody that would reasonably look at that issues and say, and would veto a gun control bill. He's, he used to be very pro-gun uh, years ago, but like anybody else in the Democrat Party here, they've the leaders in it have shifted, uh, you know, gun control. It's just uh, they, they, somehow they think that's a winning thing for them, and um, I'm hoping in November they find out it's a losing thing for them. You'd have to hope so. And, of course, that, that's yet another parallel with Minnesota. Obviously, our governor, Tim Waltz, had an A rating for his entire career up until he decided at the end of uh, 2016 that he wanted to run for the Democrat endorsement for governor here in Minnesota. And of course, to get a Democrat endorsement in Minnesota, you have to run far enough left 
where Vladimir Lenin's ghost will look up from the grave and go, gosh, you want to cool it, Sparky. You're kind of overdoing it here. Uh, Northam seems to have suffered from a similar pathology. Yes, quite a few in the Senate. Uh, same thing. Uh, Senator Deeds used to be very good on guns. He was in the Shadowsville area. And then when he decided to run for governor 10 years ago or something, that's when he began that move in the other direction. It's actually putting in a gun control bill, um, a universal background check bill, a gun show, quote-unquote, loophole bill. Uh, and uh, that was when eyebrows first went up, and um, he just kept uh, marching in that direction. And he's the one that he had a mentally disturbed son um, that uh, stabbed him, and stabbed him in the face and stabbed him, and, and then the, the boy ran off and grabbed the gun and committed suicide as well after he stabbed his father. Yeah, but uh, even then, even with the lessons that should have been learned there, he you know, continued to march uh, in the wrong direction. So, so what what groups are you reaching out to 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 try and push back? Obviously, the from what you've described, the the, the political situation in Denver uh, in Denver in Virginia is even more uh, polarized than it is here in Minnesota, where we do have Democrats who are crossing over from from far northern and western Minnesota who will give the good guys the advantage. You don't have that benefit there. And you're in a state like Minnesota that's right on the razor edge between red and blue. It's as purple as it gets. Who do you reach out to? Who are you Who are you finding yourself needing to make common cause with to, to keep the needle pushed in the right direction in Virginia? Well, um, you know, we, we try to reach out to everybody because just because the uh, Republican, I mean, the Democrat leadership is anti-gun doesn't mean the rank and file are that way. There's lots and lots and lots of Democrat gun owners that, that get it, but they're, they're, the party that they're part of is, is, is going in the wrong direction. And, um, so we're always trying to reach out to them and hoping that maybe they'll, uh, you know, they'll put some pressure on their own party to, to straighten out. But we also, the Tea Party, um, uh, various coalitions like that, we reach out. Because, again, anybody, any party that really likes true freedom, uh, those are all our allies. Uh, because they all and they all get it, they all understand the importance of the Second Amendment protecting all the other rights. Even though they may be pushing for for better taxes and a variety of other issues that aren't gun related, their members get the concept, and many of their members are gun owners as well. Governor Northam's push for gun control, as you pointed out, and I think very accurately, uh, so was entirely a matter of deflection and demagoguery. Is that selling with the Virginia electorate? Do you feel? Do you find that there's genuine enthusiasm? I, I mean, obviously, people get enthusiastic about gun control after things like the Virginia Beach massacre. Uh, that's when uh, the needle spikes real hard in favor of gun control. Do you find that there is outside of the activist f- lunatic fringe that there is any genuine traction for gun control uh, among rank and file Virginians, uh, especially even in the blue areas? I'm not seeing it. I'm not. And believe me, we look. Um, to me, the the whole thing with Moms Demand, actually, which, by the way, somebody accidentally mislabeled Moms on Demand, which, which I thought was much more appropriate. <laughs> oh, I like that. Moms on Demand. You know, yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> mom, <Anyhow>. mom temps. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they're they an astroturf movement. They've got a lot of money behind them. But when we had our lobby day just recently, I was telling you about that special session. Well, the other side brought in people, but... It uh, turned out that uh, you know we had we had um, 
uh, people had spotted them in, in airports, getting on airplanes, lots of them, and they were red shirts, so they were flown in from God knows where. Wow. Uh, and then we know there were buses coming down from, from D.C. and that area, coming down into Virginia. So they were they were puffing up their what looked like a lot more people by bringing in people from other states to make them look bigger. Um, you know, we, we didn't do any of that. We didn't bust people down. People came down to Perkins from the other state. Um, so, I, you know, I, I'm not seeing it. Yeah, there's a certain percentage out there that are that way. Well, it always is going to be. Um, but, no, uh, I don't see it. I don't see it in letters to the editor. Uh, and in any of the places you would look, it's just not there. If anything, believe it or not, the Virginia Beach actually woke up a lot of people that I've been seeing uh, talking about letting government employees that have concealed carry permits in Virginia, letting them carry. Some of our uh, some of our localities are already doing it and have been doing it for years. So if you got a permit, you can carry concealed while you're at work. It was beautiful. It works great. No problems. But Virginia Beach didn't have it. And we're hoping that this will get a change going in the state that will save lives. We're running short on time here, Phil Van Cleef, from the Virginia Citizens Defense League. Is it your impression, looking back uh, half a year now, that the Democrats' attempt to demagogue the Virginia Beach shooting worked for them? Or could it almost be said that it backfired in some ways? I think I think it's backfiring. Now, I could give you examples if we have more time. But they held, just real fast, so they held a, a, a meeting, uh, the governor did, a, you know, a listening tour, if you will. And he, he got, they got an earful. And it was even people they expected based upon their skin color and whatever that might be on their side, it all blew up in their face. Everybody was saying, we're pushing gun control. We either want people to be able to carry, or they said, it's not guns at all. We need more money in the poorer neighborhoods. And so you know, it was, it, the whole thing blew up in their face when they did their listening to it. I saw that, and it was absolutely glorious. And it's one of those things that makes you happy to be on the side of the good guys. Philip Glenn Cleave from the Virginia Citizens Defense League. How can people find out more about the VCDL? Sure. Just go to our website. It's just the initials of the group. So it's, it's VCDL, Virginia Citizens Defense League, is an organization, VCDL.org. All kinds of information about red flag laws, which are extremely dangerous. And we talk about why you don't want those. I don't know. I hope you don't have them up there. But we, we fought them off this year with the help of a bipartisan coalition here in Minnesota. She's uh, fighting them off. They are so, it, it destroys the Constitution. Forget the Second Amendment. It destroys the Fourth, Fifth, and Sixth Amendments. So All anyway, of the above. Your people should look at that because it applies everywhere they're trying to do these. It will totally destroy your Constitution. Absolutely. Philip Van Cleef from the Virginia Citizens Defense League, thank you very much for your time. Uh, we'll have to do this again sometime. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Much more to come. The fun is three-quarters over. Ergo, just beginning. Be right back. Summer is here. And Matt's got the barbecue out all ready to grill. That's why he trusts Super Polygrip, so he can enjoy his steak with full confidence. Polygrip! Sounds like there's a party going on. But something's missing. The birthday gal's arrived. And thanks to Polydent, her bright smile is anything but a surprise. Polydent! Are you a member of our rewards program? Yeah, I had the card here somewhere. 
We've all been there, rustling around for a rewards card you can't seem to find. At AM 1280 The Patriot, we've simplified the process. All the perks, none of the hassle. It's the Freedom Fan Club, where you'll get early access to tickets, exclusive content, prizes, and more. Sign up at am1280thepatriot.com. remember when we found out we were expecting you and we were so surprised. You were? Yep, but then we heard your heartbeat and knew you were going to change our lives. What happened after that? Well, you grew and grew in my tummy. You started kicking, sucking your thumb, and even making a fist. No wonder I was a surprise. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Or better yet, simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword pro-life. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. I loved playing high school sports. I loved the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, all the pageantry, and I wanted to keep playing. But I graduated. No college is called, and neither did the pros. So, to stay close to the game I loved, I decided to become a high school official. You know, a referee. When I played high school sports, I learned the importance of integrity, good sportsmanship, and respect for the rules. Now, as a high school official, I get to help model these same values to others. Maybe the colleges and the pros didn't call, but the kids in Minnesota did. And now... I'm enjoying the competition, the camaraderie, the bands, the crowds, and all the pageantry of high school sports all over again. Interested in becoming a licensed high school official? Go to highschoolofficials.com to learn more and begin the application process. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488, 651-289-4488, the number to call. Hey, don't forget, join the Patriot Fan Club. It's like a, a reward card where you don't need to keep track of a stupid card. It's just rewards. Reward card without the card. With the rewards. You're smelling what I'm cooking here. It's the good part without the pain in the wallet part. No downside. Go to am1280thepatriot.com. Check out Patriot Fan Club and become a card-carrying fan without the card. Don't forget Brad Carlson coming up 1 o'clock tomorrow with his usual uh, chain of of amazing guests. And uh, I'm going to guess it's probably – I don't know what he's got scheduled for tomorrow because I never do. We don't keep up on each other's schedules as a general rule. But if you were to bet on pageant contestant – you probably got even odds on the bet. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Anyway, uh, he's the perennial host of the, uh, the, the Miss Minnesota pageant, which is probably one of the coolest side hustles in radio. So make sure you uh, tune in, Brad, tomorrow. Of course, King Banyan every Saturday morning from 9 to 11. By the way, speaking of Second Amendment issues here at the state level, of course, it was a great talking, a great time talking with uh, – 
with Phil Van Cleve of the Virginia Citizens Defense League, which, by the way, is one of the granddaddies of uh, state-based civil uh, Second Amendment groups in America. I mean, they've been doing this for going on, I think, well, they, they said 25 years, which is half, almost all the way to 30 years. I mean, this is this is one of the, the great old uh, organizations in America. They've been doing this. I mean, when I first started to look for grounds for hope 25 years ago, uh, it was the VCDL that popped up first as the people who are doing it right. And among the other people who are doing it right here uh, in Minnesota are the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus. And full disclosure, I, I'm a member. I do some work for them. I'm not an officer. I'm not in charge of anything. I have no power in the organization. I do produce and host their podcast, uh, which isn't so much power as it is volunteer time. At any rate, I, so when I publicize for them, I have no dog in the fight other than the dog we all share in the fight we all fight for the Second Amendment. And the dog is barking today. The fight continues. Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison has just filed this past week an amicus curia brief in the United States Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, a.k.a. the Looney Court, calling for the court to uphold California's absolute ban on rifle and pistol magazines that hold more than 10 rounds and permit states to pass other unspecified gun control measures, claiming that such measures do not <laughs> infringe on the Second Amendment because making the Second Amendment impossible to practice isn't infringement in the special little world in which these people live. Now, if the law is upheld, Californians will have to turn in or destroy magazines that hold more than 10 rounds. And Keith Ellison, the Attorney General of the state of Minnesota, is arguing that Minnesota should be able to do the same. Now, if you go to my blog, shotinthedark.info, you will see an article at the very top for now entitled The Mission for Today. If you read through the article down to the bottom, there is a link that will take you to the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus's page entitled Stop Keith Ellison's Magazine Ban. At that page, you can read the amicus curiae brief, which, by the way, is Latin for friend of the court. It has no real legal weight other than to try to urge the justices to rule in one way or the other. It's it's a common practice among attorneys general who have some interest in another state's suits to file a brief saying, hey, court, we support this. Anyway, you can read the amicus brief at the link that is found at the Gun Owners Caucus page, gunowners.mn. I link to it at shotinthedark.info. The case is entitled Duncan versus Becerra, and it has every potential to be a very dangerous precedent nationwide if the court agrees with Keith Ellison, allowing states and other government bodies to pass extreme gun control laws and have them upheld by the courts. Now, if there's one thing the good guys are good at is being heard. And the Gun Owners Caucus has made it easier to do that. If you go to the link, and I'll, I will post a uh, another link to this at shotinthedark.info before I leave uh, the studio here today, that will take you directly to the page as well so you don't have to dig through the uh, Your Mission for Today post at shotinthedark.info. What it has, in addition to the link to Keith Ellison's uh, brief, uh, saying Minnesota should also have the right to decide how many bullets in a magazine is enough for you, the citizen. 
what you can do is send a pre-written email or write your own to Attorney General Olson and tell him to remove Minnesota from this particular brief. Uh, you can give Keith Ellison's office a call using the call icon, and there's a simple script you can use to uh, talk with Attorney General Olson or his staff if you get through. You won't today. You might want to wait till Monday for that, just saying. Finally, if you use Twitter, click the tweet icon and send, if you want, a pre-written tweet to Attorney General Ellison or make up something of your own. Be polite. By the way, we don't win by being loud and shrieking at people. That never convinces anyone. In fact, it reinforces their prejudices, which is why some of the anti, excuse me, pro-Second Amendment organizations in, quote, Minnesota, end quote, uh, really don't do a darn bit of good. Anyway, you go to the Gun Owners Caucus page, you can send an email. And I've had people ask me, so so what, you send an email, Keith Ellison's not going to change his mind. That's true. Keith Ellison may not remove Minnesota from the case. He may not withdraw the amicus brief. It's not really about Keith Ellison, because Keith Ellison, I mean, it is about him. The fact that he is actively seeking ways to impose gun control via the his office on the state of Minnesota is concerning, needs to be concerning. But on the other hand, he has limited ability legally and constitutionally to impose it himself, even as an executive officer in the state of Minnesota. Legislation has to get passed. The people who pass the legislator, uh, pass the legislation are, well, <clears throat> legislators. And if Keith Ellison's office gets completely flooded with emails, if his voicemail box fills to overflowing and leaves the voicemail server glowing red from overload, if Keith Ellison's Twitter feed suddenly looks like a series of press releases from the Gun Owners Caucus. All those legislators out there who might, for whatever reason, even after the DFL's performance in this last session, might be thinking, oh, I could maybe support... I mean, who needs a big magazine anyway? Seeing a few thousand emails, a few thousand tweets, hearing about a few thousand phone calls is enough to give a legislator who might be on the bubble a little bit of religion on the fly. And this is what they need. They need to know that we, you and I, the good guys, the people who follow the laws, who are safe bets with our civil rights, who actually take these sorts of things seriously, we're out here. We're paying attention. We're not sleeping. We're not going to let them sneak something through. We're not going to let Attorney General Ellison demagogue this issue. We're not going to let him steal it from us. We're not going to let him tell people something that is just flat out not true. And most importantly, here's the deal. Well, Keith Ellison may not change his tack, because honestly, he doesn't have to. He didn't get elected by gun owners. He got elected by the, 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 the throngs of DFL sheeple. I hate the fact that I just used that term, but let's be honest. He didn't get elected by gun owners, but there's a lot of legislators out there who got elected by people who were unhappy with Donald Trump, but might be a little less certain about how they're, they will be doing in another year and a half 
when they don't have uh, when they have the full Trump campaign against them, when Republicans are out and energized, and the Second Amendment movement, which has been growing by leaps and bounds ever since 2016, turns its sights on them, as it were. They will hear from Keith Ellison's administrators, from his office staff, from the attorney general's office, uh, that gun owners were not amused. And while it may not affect Keith Ellison's job opportunities effectively anytime soon, smart legislators, which means legislators from outside the metro area, it's going to be a little more real for them. Every time these people come up with a stupid idea, a stupid suggestion, a stupid proposal, a a proposal that would sap the civil liberties of the law-abiding American without making the streets of Minnesota any safer, and it won't, they need to know that we are waiting out there to slap some sense into them, rhetorically speaking. Okay? You can just hear someone saying, Berg calls for violence. No, I don't. I explicitly don't. But these people need to know that electoral <laughs> an electoral slapdown awaits them, as has happened in the past, by the way. Let no one tell you that the gun owners haven't dealt the electoral hurt in the past. The 2002 election saw the extinction of all outstate anti-gun Democrat legislators and a few Republicans at that time. And they've never really come back outside the 494-694 loop. You know, maybe a few miles outside of that after this last election. We can do this, folks. 651-289-4488, number to call. Join us, won't you please? Democrat Economics, a.k.a. Enumeracy, when we come back. The Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Here's why. Dish has the nation's lowest TV price, along with an award-winning DVR that can skip commercials, record eight shows at once, and get access to thousands of movies at your fingertips. Cable simply can't even compare. So the smart choice is to cut the cable and get Dish. Plus, you get all these great TV features, free HD DVR upgrade, free installation, and free movie channels. Say goodbye to cable and get more with Dish TV. 800-293-0328. 800-293-0328. As an added bonus, you can switch to Dish now and receive a $50 Visa gift card. So call now and get Dish TV. Call 800-293-0328. 800-293-0328. That's 800-293-0328. Limited time offer, 24-month commitment, and credit qualification required. Cancellation fee, monthly equipment fees, and other restrictions apply. Promotion can change at any time. We can all agree that a good education benefits students, their family, and society as a whole. Education shapes your child into the person they will become. Join your local hosts, Rebecca Hagstrom and Mark Durkin, as they explore how to get the best education for your child while ensuring that the values you're teaching at home are being respected. From cursive to curriculum and everything in between, school is now in session. 
Education Nation, Saturdays at 6 p.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. The world of business and investing is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the info? Most likely, you're not. Checking websites, reading trade magazines, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. That's where Business 1440 steps in. We're your on-air guide through the fast-paced financial and business landscape. Up-to-the-minute business and investing news. Streaming now at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you'll receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call, or hashtag NarnShow on Twitter. Brad Carlson tomorrow, 1 to 3. King Banyan, Saturday mornings, 9 to 11. We're the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Kicking tush and taking names. For a decade and a half, and still going strong. There's nothing I hate more than being able to say, I told you so. No, I lied. There's nothing I like more than being able to say, I told you so. And I, I'm going to tell you so here. By the way, uh, never forget, or at least I'm never going to let you forget, right after the election, right after the 2016 election, when the Democrats won a fairly decisive uh, victory in the midterms, as is pretty normal for the first term of a uh, of a of a president, uh, especially as controversial a president as Trump. Uh, I, I said, "Okay, be of good cheer, conservatives and Republicans out there, because the Democrats will overreach, and and they have. We've seen and we've talked over the last year and a half about the the depth and and uh, actually two and a half years now, almost three years, about the depth and intensity of the Democrats' overreach, and it just keeps on going. One of the things the Democrats have been overreaching the hardest about, with some success at least among their base." is getting the federal minimum wage cranked up to 15 bucks an hour. Of course, the the progressive-dominated House of Representatives passed a bill, which will die in the Senate. Uh, But what we've been telling you, what conservatives have been, and other people who actually have to deal with numbers for a living, have been telling you that the more you raise the minimum wage, the more minimum wage jobs go away. I had the the great pleasure of arguing with a progressive uh, two weeks ago about the minimum wage. And she said, well, that's sort of burger flipping jobs that Paul Ryan talks about having had early in his career don't exist anymore. To which I responded, well, yeah, because when the minimum wage got to be much over $6 an hour, it got to be too much to pay 
high school kids to flip burgers, so they started pre-cooking them at centralized factories, freezing them, and sending them to just get heated up in in uh, microwaves, basically, at the restaurant, which is a lot faster. And all you have, then, is somebody who's making more than six bucks an hour, working twice as hard, but, but doing the job himself. I mean, it's it kills minimum wage jobs. Well, that's not true, say the Democrats. There's studies. There's studies. There's polls that show that people want it and studies that say it works sort of. And so you can imagine my and, frankly, our delight this past week at seeing the uh, the artisanal chickens coming home to roost on the artisanal uh, perch. Bernie Sanders' uh, staff, uh, Bernie Sanders was, was proud of, of telling people that his Staff was going to be paid $15 an hour as a minimum wage. It goes back years. Uh, and by the way, uh, we're talking about his field organizers for his campaign, not his capital staff, who all make, well, largely make fairly comfortable incomes. Uh, his staff in his Senate office in D.C. Now, field organizers, well, these are the kids who major in political science and look forward to a career of working as staffers, campaign organizers, field organizers for campaign operations, these people who love doing politics for a living. And they put in some serious hours, which makes their pay, which sort of goes into their pay. Anyway, the staffers have been sort of alarmed to find out that, that Bernie Sanders, having promised to pay his staff 15 bucks an hour, is now having to limit the number of hours staffers work to 42 or 43 a week, which is the equivalent of $15 an hour. Their salary, they're unionized, so they get paid a salary, but that salary is basically 600 bucks uh, a week, or maybe a little over 600 hours a week, uh, $600 a week. So uh, at, at any rate, prorated 42 or 43 of those hours takes them down to 15 bucks an hour. So they're probably making about 16 an hour, maybe a little less. The decision has been getting lit up online because it has proven what conservatives have been saying all along. Not just conservatives, but anyone who has to actually run a business that isn't a political consultancy working out of a Chi-Chi townhouse in Crocus Hill. The pay got raised to a level that the Sanders campaign isn't naturally willing to pay for the amount of productivity he gets. And so instead of working 60 hours and getting $900 a week, forget about time and a half, they're exempt, they're being told to limit their hours, basically put in two-thirds of the hours that campaign field organizers traditionally need to spend you know, organizing the field. And this is delicious if you've had to have this argument with Democrats over the years. Oh, it just, it'll make life better for everyone. No, it'll destroy the jobs of the people who are at minimum wage. And if they find they need people to actually be putting in 60-hour weeks, well, what's going to happen? A third of those field organizers are going to get let go. They're going to get laid off. It's not like money grows on trees for Bernie Sanders, at least until he goes back to Washington or if he's elected president. <laughs> Heaven forfend. Oh, you never know. It could happen. But this is campaign season, the silly season for Democrats and a silly season for a time when the Democratic Party has gotten particularly silly. 
Because if there's anything that Democrats have learned is that when your Hopi changey fails, throw more at it. If your fire is burning, douse it with gasoline. Representative Rashida Tlaib, part of the squad, the Democrat from Michigan, called for a national minimum wage of $20 an hour. At an event in Detroit, Tlaib, referring to the federal minimum wage of those workers in attendance at her rally, said that tipped employees make two thirteen an hour federally. So she's talking about increasing the minimum wage of people who work for tips, which will have the effect of lowering the minimum wage for restaurant workers throughout the sector to, well, in most cases, zero, which is the real minimum wage when your job goes away. Rashida Tlaib wouldn't know which end of a ledger book to point upwards, but she can dish the Hopi changey, which is really all that matters for Democrats these days. Dish the Hopi changey and... Flog the identity politics until you are blue in the face. Anyway, that's uh, th- that That was in the news this past week, and it was absolutely glorious. At any rate, 651-289-4488 is the number to call, uh, should you care to join us here. And uh, Brad Carlson will be back with you tomorrow, so that's always we're looking forward to. King Banyan will be back next Saturday morning from 9 to 11. Of course, we've got the entire weekday lineup, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, except for the six glorious hours of the Narn every week. So what's that add up to? 162 hours a week of network talk. Hope you tune in and enjoy every last moment of it here on AM 1280, The Patriot, Salem, Twin Cities. Thanks for tuning in. See you all next week. God bless you all. God bless America. Maybe you'd like to know what exactly Relief Factor is. It was created by doctors. It's a 100% drug-free supplement with four key ingredients that simply help your own body deal with the natural inflammatory response that it has. It's easy to swallow, four little capsules in each packet, like the packet that I carry with me at all times. Three packets a day for a week, then two packets a day for two weeks, and I have just described the three-week quick start. And you will know in three weeks, that's the beauty of it, whether it works, they don't drag you on. That costs just $19.95. There's a very good chance that a very serious percentage of my listeners suffer from some sort of muscular or joint pain. You should try this for $19.95. That's all you can lose. If it works, they will send it to you automatically. If it doesn't work, tell them not to send any shipments. And it's as simple as that. It is all at relieffactor.com. I've been using it for years now. Relieffactor.com. Did you know that 81% of Americans have at least one social media profile on sites like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram? 30% of consumers say they may not buy from a business without social media presence. I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of Salem Media Group Twin Cities, and I want to introduce you to Salem Surround, the next generation answer to digital marketing for local businesses. Salem Surround can put your company in the middle of the conversation. Call Alyssa for more information at 651-289-4406. American pressure.
Do you have a pressure washer in your shop that takes diesel fuel or kerosene? Are you tired of filling that tank every day? A stationary pressure washer that heats the water with natural gas or electricity from American Pressure is a great solution. Call us to discover all the ways a new stationary machine could benefit your business. We are always glad to come out to you, look at your current setup, and make recommendations. That new stationary unit will hook up to your existing natural gas line, which will save you both the cost of fuel as well as the time and effort and mess of refueling a pressure washer. The pressure washer will exhaust through the roof of your building or out the sidewall. And if it's an all-electric unit, there will be no exhaust stack at all. In addition, we've got all the right accessories to go with your machine, including trolley systems, hose reels, wands, trigger guns, and everything you need to make the cleaning job as easy and safe as it can be. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.